sunny day. Hey guys, welcome along to the Dead Dad Society. Welcome back to the Dead Dad Society. If this is your first time here, thanks for coming along. Appreciate everything you guys are doing. Thanks for the love. Very, very cool. This is the therapy group in the form of a podcast, or that's how it's built, or that's how I say it's built. I just, I've got to remember how it's built, honestly. But uh, yeah, thanks for, for all the love that we're, that we're getting on the episodes. The last episode with Shad, people seem to really like that. So that was really cool. Uh, again, if if you guys like what we're doing, please you know do all that stuff. Like, subscribe, leave comments. Uh, if you got cool stories, you got a dead dad, any of that sort of stuff, you just want to chat, please send an email deaddadsociety at gmail.com. So get along to that. Uh, our our guest today, it, it's a wonderful episode, honestly. Uh, but before I do that, or before we go into that episode, uh, I just want to talk briefly uh, about something. Um, Sydney comedy uh, was, I guess, rocked. This week, uh, rocked is an annoying choice of words, but um, but by the passing of a comedian by the name of Dave Jory, uh, we lost Dave uh, by the time this episode comes out, almost two weeks ago, and uh, yeah, he, he was struggling with uh, with pancreatic cancer, and it's uh, unfortunately he, he lost his battle. Um, he was a he was a hell of a comedian. He was a hell of a guy. Uh, he's a he's a father. He's a husband, and uh, yeah. Uh, it truly, truly sucks uh, that he he is gone. I remember one of the f- well, I remember the first time I ever met him was on a gig. I'd not been doing comedy very long, and this was a gig like it was you know there was you know all big names, radio, TV people, you know Merrick Watts and Tom Ballard and all these people, and I knew everyone on the lineup, but uh, there was a name on there I didn't know, and that was Dave Jorick. And Dave, honestly, like did I knew him after that? I'll say that because uh, he absolutely murdered that night. You know, he, not to say those guys didn't kill in their own right, but he, you know, he, he made those guys, you know, he looked, he looked way better. He, you know, you're never going to forget that when someone kills that hard, but he was a wonderful comedian. He was always up for giving advice to people starting out like myself. And uh, we gigged together a bunch and he had an awesome joke uh, that I'm not going to repeat uh, about how to replace a, uh, if you ever, you know, break the plate in your microwave, how do you replace the plate? Like you can only replace the microwave and he has this whole thing about how you just steal it from a parent's room at a Westfield. So um, being a parent now, I go in parents' rooms a lot. So I, uh, I see the microwave and it makes me laugh every time. Um, I said I wasn't going to do the joke and I basically did. Anyway, um, but yeah, truly sucks uh, to have lost Dave and uh, yeah, rest, uh, rest in peace, Dave. It's um, yeah, my love to his family, his daughter, uh, yeah, truly sucks for... Sydney or Australian comedy. Um, our uh, on a on a on a different note. Our guest today. Um, this is episode fifteen. Our guest today is Conchetta Caristo. She is a stand-up comedian. She is an improv superstar. Genuinely one of the funniest uh, off-the-cuff people that I have ever seen. And we talk a lot about uh, her her childhood and her upbringing and uh there is you know just a little sort of warning now there is a a lot of mentions of domestic violence and abuse um and that sort of thing so please if if that is triggering to anyone then um please take that into account before listening to the episode and if if it is triggering to you then please like uh reach out to me reach out to conchetta i'm sure she wouldn't mind or, or reach out to the services that you that you need to um but yeah, this is a, is a brilliant episode. Conchetta is very open 
She's very honest, and she she lets me ask she lets me ask questions. Um, so we get really deep in that, and then there is a hell of a story at the end of the episode, which you know I don't want to seem like I'm baiting you to listen to the whole episode, but it's a it's a wonderful story. But uh, yeah, if you if you like a cheddar, please go and follow her on all the socials. She's she's a wonder. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, this is episode fifteen with Conchetta Caristo. Hello, Mitch. Thank you for having me. Hey, well, thank you for coming along. Thanks for coming along to the Dead Dad Society. It's nice to have some people here. We don't get people here often. Uh, it is usually just me hanging out, just mm-hmm. eating foods that I have supplied to people that, and they don't show up, but that's fine. That is okay. Um, thank you for coming along. Thank you for uh, accepting the invite. That's very Yeah, that's I'm very happy cool to be here. Love to eat food, love to talk about all our <laughs> issues, the trauma. You know, you have a dead dad. My dad is sort of like dead to me vibes. Yes. So like there's some similarities there. Yep. I cannot wait to get into that. That's <laughs> going to be deep. I can feel it. Um, so essentially, so what this is, is it's like a, it is a therapy group. It's built as a therapy group in the form of a podcast. So essentially we just chat, things come up, we talk about stuff, but first of all, like just let's just chit chat. How is mm. how is twenty twenty going for Conchetta? How is because from Mitch Garling's perspective of how twenty twenty is going for Conchetta, is it mm. seems to be going pretty damn good. You oh really? Good. That is so cool because um, from the inside of my mind, Mitch, uh, to me it's like twenty twenty was bad, and I have that that thing in your head that's like I should have done more. What, mm-hmm. what did I do? What do I have to show for it? Like definitely have that dialogue in my head. But the mm-hmm. truth is like 2020 was actually supposed to be kind of a gearing up to be a big year for me in the sense of I was going to do my first half hour of stand up, which is like big, like yep. working towards that kind of goal um, of having 30 minutes instead of like a little tight five. <laughs> um, but then that, you know, fell down the toilet with the Sydney, whatever festival, comedy festival. And then That's two, good. I had my um, show that I co-wrote, um, with my friend Hannah Pembroke, which is like the story that involves my dad and all that stuff yeah. running away that we'll get into. Um, that was, we were taking that to Griffin theater this year and that also fell oh, no. in the shitter. So it was like two big things that I was like, this is going to take up my time and energy. And I sort of had a plan fell apart. And I'll be honest, I really was sort of like thrown around and, mm. and felt like I didn't get on my feet straight away. And I still feel like I'm like, what did I do? I feel like I sort of meandered through the year, but Let's be real. Take the pressure off. Who cares? That's okay. I've always said that this year was supposed to be in the toilet. Like I've said that. I'm like, everyone yep. just chill out. Good. And don't put these high expectations. But, you know, mental so, health, you do it. So you <laughs> say there, like that, uh, yeah. the show that you wrote, co-wrote with, uh, with Hannah, uh, Loose? Yeah, Is it yeah. Loose? Loose, that's right. Loose. Mm-hmm. So when you say, so you said before that, that you were working towards your first half an hour of stand-up, but then yeah. you're doing a show called Loose. Is it is that more of a but would you say it's more of a performance than just straight stand up? Oh that, yeah, loose loose was totally separate. Like loose okay. was a play essentially, okay. like a one woman show. So I feel like yeah, working on that last year, it meant that I like would take nights off from gigging. Like it was like a separate thing that had its own skill set and writing very different to like yeah, I had to sort of juggle the both of them. Um, so yeah, it yeah. yeah didn't so you wouldn't them. count. So loose, it's what, 50 minutes, hour, 50 minutes? Hour yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Hour. Yeah. But working towards that half. An, I, yeah. It's, it's such a, 
2020 has been such a interesting interesting year because it's like you're mm. there's so many different aspects of like i don't know the fact that at this point and like i feel like it's probably the same for you probably the same for mm-hmm. everyone in your circles your, your boyfriend yeah. ben at this yeah. point you're now just like can i have a five minute spot please like <laughs> yeah just any I'll take kind of, anything you've got and it's like they're like it's a four minute and you're like that's even better like i'm out of there quicker that's Love so that. good mm-hmm. it's just totally. been so interesting to go back from like I don't know. I've really found a love for comedy again because before I was kind of starting mm. to get to a point where I was like, oh man, I've got a gig tonight. Like I can't be bothered. Yeah. And now it's like, I would have given anything to have had gigs totally. for the last six months. And now here we oh, are. Oh my God. Absolutely. Can I say, um, uh, what I should say that I'm so grateful for, for the pandemic is because live stuff went away, Mitch, and mm. then like shows came up, but newer shows and they sort of had lower stakes because the capacity was down and yeah. people were so like desperate for stuff. It meant that I started to be more um, uh, carefree about the material I was doing. So when I started, yeah. I would just do my five minutes and I would never try jokes because I was always doing like booked rooms and I was just like, whatever, scared. It got scared to like fail. But since of COVID, truly because of that sort of scenario, it changed the landscape. I just would throw out more new things and it's allowed me to, I think I have maybe now like a bit of a closer to a new 10. Yeah, so that yeah, yeah. feels like I've got to be, I'm so grateful for that because I felt more comfortable in just Absolutely. being like, fuck it. Like just say it, just say anything. Like it, things are so, you don't have to be so precious about it or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I remember the, I think it was the first, uh, first proper sort of weekend of gigs that I had back was the splitters room in Newcastle. And it was like the double Friday, Saturday show. And I was mm-hmm. hosting and it was like, I've got all of this new sort of stuff, like stuff, you know, from COVID uh, stuff with mm-hmm. family for the last six months, all that sort of thing. And I was like, Hey, fuck it. Caution to the wind. Like, let's just do it. Just did it. Loved it. And was like, how good's this? But then since then I've just been super like, I don't know, just holding back like crazy. I don't know why, even just in the last month or so, holding back like nuts. But yeah, mm. I don't know. I think you go through waves, hey, go through waves. And also you mentioned Ben, my boyfriend. He is the man who sort of blazes through new material. Like he is like yeah. a crazy fiend. So that's someone who I have like in my life who like kind of inspires me and both like threatens me. And I'm like, slut, yeah. I'm going to pick my game this man is like <laughs> running through stuff you know what I mean so that also I think um helped because he's just always been obsessive about like and he gets a lot of joy from new stuff and I think that means like yeah it is and then you know so I just try to be like if I'm feeling like I want to try new or do new and if I want to stick to old just like let yourself do what you gotta do that's it and I think that like we gig together a couple of times since COVID's come back, uh, come, co- gone away, since COVID's yeah, gone, gone away, since life is <laughs> yeah. a thing We again. cured COVID. Yeah. Since we did, I remember we did that, uh, you and I, specifically, we cured COVID and then we, <laughs> we let comedy happen again. But um, <laughs> we've gigged together a couple of times since then and mm. I'm not going to say the joke, I'm not going to do the actual oh. joke, but mm. your, the joke about, uh, you know, having an Italian vagina is... Honestly, like, and if that's an example of you being, you know, just being who you want to, who you want to be or what you want to talk about, then keep it coming because that's like that sort of stuff. It's so, so funny. 
Oh, thank you so much. I remember that gig we did, was it um, Newcastle? Yeah, Happy that Wombat, was, I think. That was such a, yeah, that was such a fun gig and I'd always wanted to go and do gigs there. And we had such a great night that night and it felt so amazing. And yeah, that joke specifically is one that like, I don't know, it sounds so lame, but like, I'm so obsessed with it. It was a thought yeah. that I had that sort of brings two things together, like my silly, playful, like disarm you with like vagina stuff. And also mm -hmm. my funny, silly, like, yeah, I'm Italian, it's a joke and put it together and just, it's like my favorite. And that was a new thing. That was a new thing that came really late. And so I think because it's new, I've had a lot of fun with it and it means a lot that you're like, okay, go off queen. We love. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so, it's so good. Cause it's just like, I don't know. It's obviously the absurdity of it all combined mm -hmm. with uh, just the way that you sell it as though you're literally just <laughs> talking about, you're literally just talking about, you know, your, vagina but you're the absurdity yeah, yeah. of it being this italian but again i've got to stop talking people about it people are going to die joke, to but... hear this bit people are oh. going to be flooding to hear this Man, bit i can't if anyone if anyone wants to hear it um just <laughs> let me know uh send me a message i'll tag i think i swear you put it up actually on your social yeah i think i have it is on the socials but also if you wouldn't mind doing it to them the person who reaches out to you i give you full permission to do the bit this is like so imagine that i am conchetta Okay, guys, so you need to, <laughs> yeah, what, what are you, five, what are you like, five, five, six, five, five? Uh, what's, what's 163 centimetres? That is my height. Um, so let's imagine you're 163 centimetres, right? I don't know what the <laughs> yeah. feet is. Um, imagine that that's what I am. Imagine I'm a, a, a tiny Italian girl and instead of a six foot two uh, overweight man. But apart from that. Acting, uh, you can play any role you believe. <laughs> thank you thank you um let's let's shift shift slightly shift slightly so mm. you talked about mm. uh you talked about loose the show um yeah. that you uh that you performed you said that it sort of loosely talks about loosely kind of talks about your dad um uh, the the whole the whole crux of it all um and yeah, yeah. you mentioned at the start uh that your your dad is alive but dead to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah so how to without literally without doing full-on feeding questions how mm -hmm. does what what's childhood like what what is childhood Ooh. like because obviously there let's, is let's yeah. let's delve let's delve let's deep immediately into childhood so yeah just for context <laughs> when i joke about my dad being dead to me it's kind of like this very complex relationship in the fact that growing up my dad was abusive he was violent so um and it was quite extreme. It, and I've learned through therapy, which is why I'm like obsessed with this concept of like <laughs> your brain sort of um, makes you forget to cope, if that makes sense. Like, and yep, so I, yep. when I look at, when I think of my childhood, it's sometimes a bit cloudy and it makes sense because there's a lot of trauma, but essentially like, I don't know, I grew up quite, um, what's the word? Like comfortably, like my parents, like I'm middle-class. I grew up in Strathfield. Like I had all the luxuries afforded to me of like, I went to a private school. I lived in a good home. I was like, had a big, strong Italian family, but the mm -hmm. one sort of downfall was just my dad was a psycho. Like my dad would like beat all of us, like my mom, my sister, me, and like, yeah. sorry, we should do a trigger warning at the beginning of this, but that's sort yeah, of- Yeah, that's all good. Truth, I can do that. The truth <laughs> of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just sort of like is an undercurrent to like, literally every life experience of mine until I was 
19 when we eventually like ran away yeah. um, one day. Yeah. So is there any correlation between like, did he, did he drink or like, mm-hmm. or was it literally just like a, or like, was there, yeah. you know, uh, mental health issues with himself or was yeah, it yeah, purely yeah. just a, um, you know, even like a, yeah, a, did power, he do it a power sort of thing. Yeah. 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 Um, totally um, fabulous question. Look, he didn't do it when he was drunk. He was, I think my dad has mental health issues and also he won't no- acknowledge this because most of them don't, but he's like a narcissist. So yeah. that is yeah. a big thing that sort of feeds into everything. And here's the, the hard thing is like, my father was very like um, self-aware about it all. Like when he would do these things, he'd be like, aren't you grateful that you don't have a father that's a drunk? Like, and, and like, it was really weird. And I'd be like, no, like sometimes like that to me that, and again, you can't compare people's experiences. But when I was a kid, I'd be like, no, I wish you, you that was the excuse. But yeah. I, I kind of see it now as it was just definitely a control thing for me. Like the way my father showed love was like, he put you really high on a pedestal if you did something right, but he really punished you if you did something wrong or if you like did something against him. And it's just really hard to like grapple with the fact that my father, like, you know, he was literally hurting children. And, but I know that it came from love. Like that sounds like I'm brainwashed, but I'm not. It's like, I know from love, but then he just like would handled it in a really bad, bad way. And, um, yeah, it's just like, as, yeah, it's really hard. As a, as a kid, and, a, and again, this is like, this has been one of the, and I say this, I say this loosely, I say this loosely, mm-hmm. this has been one of the most eye-opening or the most interesting things about doing this podcast is yeah. that, you know, I, I was, I consider myself quite lucky. I had a very good relationship with my dad. I had a very good upbringing and I, but I have sort of been, learning about all these different people and learning about all these different situations. And I kind of feel like when I start talking about my dad and I go like, Oh, you know, woe is me. He's not here anymore. I start to feel stupid because it's like, you know, there is people that have had it very differently um, Mm. that, that possibly would be almost like that would almost wish that they had a normal dad till they were 29 years old and then their dad just died. Um, <laughs> yeah it's like shut up mitch okay come on you had a good brother no i'm kidding <laughs> no i know it's, it's literally that's and that's how I I feel. yeah 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 um i so, think that's a normal thing to feel i sometimes like joke about when people like their trauma is like my parents are annoying and it's like shut the hell up but yeah. also like we're human so i think you should both be like woe is me but you should also like it's amazing that you can also be like damn like it's just we can never understand like you can never have that other person's experience all you can do is have empathy and know what it was like for you and just try to understand which is like literally what you're doing with this podcast which is amazing thank you well thank you well and i guess that's i guess that's what i'm yeah that's literally like you said that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to have i'm trying to learn i'm trying to get more experience you know i've had a few people on that had you know very difficult sort of upbringings and and Mm. from what we've talked about so far like yeah. uh you know similar same similar boat for yourself um yeah. and it doesn't yeah i don't know it's like i'm trying to think of where to go next but yeah. it's like it's a so big thing there's would you say that okay so you, obviously your parents your mum your dad like mm. this is not specifically to you but like 
yeah when you're growing up your mum and your dad are the go-to you know what i mean like they're yeah. the yeah they have the answers they can fix the problems they can mm-hmm. give you the love so what does it do to a young to young girls because you mentioned your sister as well yeah what yeah. does that do to the self-esteem of a young girl that uh, like you said when he loved you he loved you but yeah or, or, or like when when you did something good he loved not when you did something good he loved you but when you did yeah. something good you knew about you it or when you did something bad yeah i mean you, you knew know. about it both ways it was so it was a totally crazy dichotomy again great question let me tell you off top <laughs> it does a lot okay it does a lot like i it's funny like my dad always says to me he's like that happened like get over it he's like you've got to move on and whatever and i have to be like sweetie what I grew up with in my childhood is something that I will have to deal with for the rest of my life. Things that we go through, like, it's not to say, you know, like, of of course you move on with your life, but at the same time, like you have to deal with what it does to your brain. Your brain is forming when you're a child. And I've only since learned that since going to therapy, because when we left my dad and I started to have a life with my father out of it and not being like locked up in this home where he had full control, I'm telling you, Mitch, I thought, that I should be invincible. I thought that I had no excuse for my life to not be normal, happy, in control. Do you know what I mean? I was like, that was the Mm. one thing holding me back. So I have no excuse. And when that did not happen, because life is not like that, I was like, (laughs) what? And I was like, this doesn't make sense. There's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with me. And then I sat in the chair in therapy and my therapist was like, sweetie, you have got PTSD. You have trauma. Your brain, like your brain, it's not, there is so much for you to unpack that this deals yeah. with that you don't even know. It was coming up in my relationships. It comes up in my self-esteem. So you mentioned self-esteem. Like I've realized this thing very recently. Like, okay, everyone talks about being scared of failing, right? Like it's a big thing, of course. Mm-hmm. Don't want to fail. We're humans. We want to uh, avoid it. But for me, I felt like it was way, way high how much I was scared of failing and would avoid it. And I was sort of thinking, I'm like, again, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And I was like, look, and I realized in my childhood when my father would like teach us things because he wanted us to learn and he wanted us to be smart and and perfect and great. When we would fail, we were punished. So some examples, uh, I got my license, my driver's license really late. And that's because when my dad would be the person to take me driving because my mom he wouldn't really let my mom and it was mainly him in control. He would like hit me in the head and like bite my hand. If I would like make simple mistakes, like there was violence connected with making a mistake. Same thing with, I always struggled with maths as a kid and he would sit with me and make me learn maths things. And again, you'd be like punched in the head, punched in it. Like, so I'm like, okay, so here's the thing. If you've grown up to know that like failing is really bad and it like, then of course, that's why I have all this crazy trauma. Like I get, like, I don't want to fail. I wouldn't want to try things. I wouldn't want to do things. So I think there's, that's just like one part of it. But I think that's something that um, definitely like just stays with you. Absolutely. And I think the thing, I guess, if you think about like, how old, how old, how old, how old are your parents? How old are your parents? Oh, great question. Um, they were born in 64. So what's that, like 50s, like 54, 50, 55 almost, or something? Yeah, almost 60. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my my parents are probably a, uh, 10, 15 years older than that. No, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. 10, 10 years old, 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they both grew up in a generation of uh, the cane at school, like, you know, mm-hmm. the cane. Mm-hmm. And 
you look at the, you know, you look at the horror stories, you look at the PTSD involved with the amount of people that, you know, uncles, you know, older cousins that are like, back in my day, I used to get the cane. If we got something wrong, we'd get the cane. If we did something wrong, we'd mm-hmm. get the cane. And how much that has messed up. And that was coming from uh, really, a, you know, a teacher. So a, a figure yeah. in your life, a figure in yeah. your life, but not an important figure, really. Mm-hmm. So the idea of doing maths equations and getting them wrong and being hit by your dad, mm. who is number one or number two in terms yeah. of the... yeah. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I cannot fathom that at all. Like that is, that is just crazy to me to see like, yeah. I mean, like obviously of course the cane and stuff was outlawed. That's why, but yeah. Yeah. The amount of people that have PTSD and talk about that sort of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Can I say, I think it happened to my dad. I think my dad, you're right. Is of that generation where he was hit when he was a kid by teachers, by nuns. And that was like, the status quo that was normal that was encouraged so of course that bleeds in not sure if his parents like were the same but like you know studies show it's usually like kind of a cycle or something that if that's what happens to you you know it's like in your brain or whatever but um yeah it's that's why now it's like just don't could you that that shouldn't be normal there is so many healthier like fuck your kids up in a different way. Okay. Like just yeah. don't do it in terms of, because it's, <laughs> you think it like, cause that's what I think. I just know that my dad was trying to like, for whatever, like his anger issues, his mental health, whatever. But I know it was for him trying to be like, I'm trying to make you the best in a hyper controlled yeah. way. But other parents would be like, okay, you've failed or you're banned or like go to your room. And it's like, that's what we need to change. They're like, you, you, yeah. you didn't have to go to the, the violent. you're trying to like i can see that i guess the root of it is that you're trying to toughen us up or prepare us for the real world and all that sort of stuff but yeah are you though like you're kind of (laughs) yeah at the end of the day you're weakening us probably really yeah i yeah i don't think he understands the 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 psychology of what that actually did because he will still say to me he's like i did this because i i sent you I sent you to these good schools. I did all these things with, I wanted you to blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I know, and I love you for that. But also you have to acknowledge that the violence that came a part of that does an entirely separate thing to what you thought you were doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So really counter, yeah. it's counterintuitive as to, <laughs> a little bit, as to what yeah. you were doing there with the, uh, with the private school and the tutoring or <laughs> yeah. whatever. Thanks. Thanks pops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. So your sister younger, older, she's younger she's four years younger than me so she's 22 22 so you're 25 26 yeah yep. how good that was a simple math Great question maths. that would have been oh, and man. see i'm not gonna hit you i'm gonna be like no. good on you it's okay maths isn't important don't worry, that was, <laughs> don't worry. i haven't i've barely <laughs> used it except for just then um okay so she's she's younger uh you mentioned because I asked you for a couple of things that you're okay, safe, mm-hmm. safe, comfortable with talking about. So one of them yeah. says run, running away to Perth and starting a new life. So yeah. I'm assuming that's mum, you, little sister. Mm-hmm. That's right. And how does that come about? Like what? Yeah. What's the? Uh, I don't want to say what's the catalyst, but yeah, no, is but there, is, right. there a, is there a is there a big a big mm-hmm. thing that was like okay, you know, things, yeah. have, things have been happening for quite some time now. 
yeah. you know, we thought it could get better or we thought we'd live with it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then something major happens and you go, no, we're done. We're done. Yeah. You've hit the nail on the head, Mitch. There was an instigating event to this. Yeah. So here's the tea. Um, I being the eldest and I don't know, I think I was sort of maybe um, a bit of the golden child. I think that's sure. kind of what happened family for whatever reason, again, not sure, but I'm telling you, I did not think in my whole life that I would ever uh, leave my dad or my family. Like Mm -hmm. it began and it ended with him. I was so like, whatever it is, brainwashed into being like, I would, I'm telling you, I would have these fantasies like when I grew up and I like had a husband and I was like, this will be an interesting thing. My dad will have to approve of the man I marry. Would he ever come up? Like I just would think about these things and be like, well, I guess we'll wait and see. So I was in it forever because I never, I never thought about leaving. I never thought about going to the police. I was just like, this man is my, like, the world. It was, he just scared me so much. I was like, I can't, there's nothing outside of this. I just have to obey and survive by like getting through it. Mm -hmm. Um, My sister, is has a different story and she is part of the instigating moment so she was younger and i think had like an entirely different experience reaction you know we can all experience the same thing and have a different way of coming out of it but my sister was having a really really tough time and um she was like in school at the time and i remember my mom told me that my sister one day at school called my mom crying from the bathroom and she was like crying like, mom, I was going to run away. I'm going to run away. I packed a bag. I'm so scared. Like, if we don't go, I'm, I don't want to come home. I don't want to be with dad anymore. And yeah. in that yeah. moment, my mom was like, that's it. Like this, yeah. we cannot, do you know what I mean? It was like, we're done. And, um, but I didn't know about that until one morning when mom would drive us to the station and the school. Um, my mom was driving, my sister's in the front and I was in the middle. And I just remember someone brought up like so um we were thinking of what if we ran away <laughs> like so they, they pitched it to me like i can't remember the exact words but it was like pitched by them and i was like yeah. <laughs> what i was like I, but i was on board i was like oh my god yes but i was like are you sure this is crazy? like i just couldn't believe it was possible and then mom sort of was talking about yep like i've looked into this i'm gonna call this line and like it was from then it was on like yeah. We had to be undercover agents. My mom, like, because again, it's important to note that my mom worked with my father. So my mom was with my dad 24 all hours. All the time. Like, yeah, All the cool. time, which is beautiful for a controlling, manipulative sort of relationship for that to work. She doesn't have a lot of no time freedom. to herself. So yeah. yeah, no freedom kind of thing. So in small pockets and times, mom would like call the DV helpline and secretly met with a, um, a, a DV worker and like, you know, and over the, a couple of months, we like, um, or weeks or whatever, we like would slowly like pack bags and like, you know what I mean? If you opened my closet, it would seem like less clothes, but dad wouldn't really look. So, and we slowly, and then eventually <laughs> yeah, one day we packed the cars if we were just going to school one morning and mom drove us to a women's refuge and we like yep. burnt our phones. We like, and we just, and it was all done and I stayed with my family in that refuge in Redfern for three months getting ready with like changing our name documents getting flights booked looking into all the kind of like you know getting a house getting a car all that kind of stuff to then in January of 2014 we flew over to Perth and we started our new life wow wow okay yeah yeah. so going (laughs) going back going back to the pitch right you're in the car yeah 
-hmm. with your sister. The, just how, I guess, just how casual the idea mm. that that comes up with, <laughs> sorry, the idea that that comes up almost yeah. then correlates to me of just how, um, of just how accepted that behavior had become. No, not accepted, uh, just how um, routine, sorry. Yeah, yeah, or just yeah, 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 Not yeah, accepted no, no. at all. That was a horrible choice. Yeah, I, I know, but I know what you mean. Like, that was the, the norm, being in yeah. this whatever it was. And here's what I'm sort of actually just remembering by talking about this, is I think maybe they were worried or thought that I would want to stay. I should, like, double-check that with my family. But, again, I think because, like, maybe they thought, I was fine or I like loved my dad more, or, like had a better relationship or something. I think yeah. they were, it was a soft pitch of being like, we, but also I could be totally wrong again, trauma, can't remember, but it was just like, <laughs> yeah, it's a big change to go from like, okay, this is all we've ever done. And here's yeah. the thing also that I've since learned from us leaving is being in that family. I barely actually spent time like with my sister and with my mom, like what, the, these like types of people and I can't speak for everyone but what I know is that like uh people who do this like thrive on con in, in control and like keeping us sort of separate and loyal yeah. to him if that makes sense like mm -hmm. it was like I truly grew up not really knowing my mom very much like I would listen to my friends like like yeah I'm having a mom's day or, like we're going shopping and like I would just barely do that like I would speak to my mom when she'd like kiss me goodnight. And then the rest I'm at school yeah. or I'm sitting alone with my, like dad would just like have these one-on-one -on -one talks with us and like keep us. So, so what I'm saying is like, you'd think that it's three against one, but it was never three against one. It was all of us separate. So for them to be like, Hey, it's about yeah. to become three versus one. Are you in? I was like, yes, I am. Yeah. In. Like, yeah amazing. But it amazing. was a huge thing to do. Yeah. Gotcha. So you're three months, three months in the refuge in yeah. Redfern and then you're organizing oh my god sorry not Redfern sorry not that it matters but it, I think it was Glebe or something Gle sorry we'll, we'll make sure that we um redact give, that redact yeah it. we'll give the proper <laughs> we'll give the real shelter the proper kudos yeah um, thank you <laughs> um okay three months there you're getting flights you're mm -hmm. getting new is it new identities is that literally what it is yeah yeah, like we all dyed our hair. Like I went from brown to black. Ooh, wow. Ooh. Um, my sister did a, a dye job, a terrible dye job going blonde at home herself. It was crazy. Um, and then- is this, Like, is that advised? Like, do they say like, <laughs> dye, your no, no. dye your hair or? No, that was fun. Cause we are ladies and we wanted yeah. to do something crazy. No, the main thing was just like, yeah, just the legally changing the names was like the main sort of identity and yeah, probably like getting new bank accounts and yeah. it was so much paperwork. I mean, if you want to run away ladies, there's a lot of paperwork in that, but the people at the refuge really help you with that. So yeah. that was really amazing. Um, forgive me if this sounds ignorant, but no, please. Be obviously, what, what's the deal with money? If you're, if he's obviously, if, if they work together, then I'm going out on a limb to say that they have a bank account together. Yeah, um, yeah, how, yeah. How, what kind of, I don't know, do the, do the shelter or the refuge or like, is there um, D, like sort of DV funding? That's a like, horrible um, choice of words, but. No, 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 no. So, I mean, like, 
I mean, let's say it's rude to talk about money. No, I'm kidding. But like, <laughs> I said to, like, I think mom took some out to, to like, to be like, this is what we will live off until I yeah. can get a job over in Perth. Like she was setting yeah. up work in Perth. Um, and then for the rest of it, like, yeah, we were on limited funds. There was no yeah. like money given to us. Like all the shelter did was like, they give you a home, a safe place. And also yeah. they look after you in terms of like, food sometimes like i just keep thinking about this what's that yellow truck and they like take food leftovers from like baker's delight and they like um, give it to like oh my god yeah uh i can see the van but i can't harvest. yeah like they would sometimes do the deliveries and so we would get fed sometimes you know other times oh, we have to like buy it ourselves yeah just amazing and like maybe refuges would get donations sometimes from things so you know maybe we could get toiletries we don't have to pay for yeah. and all that kind of stuff so it was a little bit li living a bit skint um for just a little while until yeah we could get on our feet i think in i uh, guess as well at the at the at the end of it like not at the yeah. end but like when your mum is at the end of the rope of it all where she's yeah. kind of going all right we are going like yeah you know whatever I guess like if she can, whatever money she can get out, she probably doesn't care if he then sees it because she's like, well, we're already gone. Yeah. Well, what can he do? Like, yeah. No, that's what it was. Right? It was literally a big giant gamble. It was a correct, I just would always, we'd always think about it. It would make us feel sick, but think about like someone who you live with every day, who's your whole world and life. And then the next day they wake up and you know i mean everyone's normal but then he goes to work and mum isn't there and that's weird and then he calls mum, and she's there's no answer and then he starts to panic and maybe he calls the children no one answers and then eventually he's like goes home and there's no like to me that Crazy. if i could watch that happen it makes me cry like thinking about it but to me that's yeah. like shocking like that is shocking and yeah. it was shocking for us to just go and we were yeah. living in this refuge that they let us get in there earlier because it was such a severe situation because they were doing renovations on their kitchen. So they were like, you're welcome to stay, but like, you can't cook here. You'd have to like eat out if that's all right. Um, and we were like, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. I, lo so we, I love that. That's like... the... <laughs> I love that. It's like, you can stay here, but there's just no Sorry. kitchen. You know, imagine <laughs> Sorry. you were like, oh, you go, oh, okay. And just oh, go home. Like, like, oh. <laughs> At yeah, least a kitchen we were at so home. close to doing that. We were so close to being like, um, fuck you. <laughs> um, no, so it was just like, I just remember being there. It felt like being on a crazy, scary holiday. Like it just didn't feel real. Do you yeah, know what wow. I mean? Like, yeah. um, almost feels yeah, like, was... uh, um, oh, fuck what, uh, like bushfire season. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's bushfire season. You know, there's a huge bushfire ripped through the town. So everyone has to move oh. to the, to the school hall. Like, I was going to be like, yeah, I know that, but I actually cannot relate to that specific um, example, but well, I, it's great. Um, uh, <laughs> maybe like floods? Do you know floods? No, I don't know. Um, but I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's relatable. It, if anyone found that relatable, please let me know. Yeah. Um, sorry that I, it wasn't for you, Chet. But, uh, I just didn't want to claim an experience that I haven't experienced. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I get it. Uh -huh. And imagine that people start questioning it, being like, well... Like you said, you grew up in Strathfield. Like, what fires were in Strathfield? Like, full, <laughs> yeah. pull it apart. You're like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, so let's go. Let's go back to Perth. Uh, so you guys are gone. You have. Uh, so you, sorry, I, I remember. What you, I've forgotten what you said. Um, you said new names or just new 
new names, yeah. New names. Legal you, new names, yeah. Can you say the legal new name or no? Yeah, of course. I The Facebook is still active for it. Here's the bad thing I did is when I then went back to Sydney, I didn't tell any of the Perth people. So I have no idea what they think about me. I think there's potential for something there. Maybe I like go live or something and like explain so um, what happened. I like blew in for a year, blew out. But um, yeah, the name was Sienna de Grac. And that in itself yeah. was like a big thing of choosing our names. Like mom wanted something that was like an ode to Northern Italy, which is where my mom is, her family is from. Okay. Yep. And so we were like looking through names and we'd be like, mm, what about this? What about this? La, 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 la. And that was a bit of fun. It's just funny that in the end, the name we picked, my sister hated it. And she stands by, she's like, I think Dukrak is ugly and stupid and we should have picked a better one when me and mum really like it. <laughs> that's really, that's so funny. Oh my God, I can't. That, is that in, do you talk about that in Loose? Because that is genuinely yeah, very Yeah, we, very that's funny kind of premise. how I think the show opens. Like it's very, <laughs> we just picking the, our names. <laughs> so good, that's so good. Okay, so you go to Perth, you're in Perth. You said you fly in for a year, you fly out. Um, yeah. So what, what, uh, what age, was it, did you say 19? Yeah, I was 19. And my sister is then what's four years younger. Let's do the math 15. on this. 15. Did it. Yes. Um, I did it. Don't worry about it. Um, okay. So you're in Perth. She's 15. You're 19. Your mum's there. Your mum's got, you're the, de, you're the de Grooks now. De Grooks. De Grooks. De Grooks. De Grooks. I don't know. What's life? What is life? Yeah. What is life? Great question. Um, here's the thing. It was awesome. It was both scary and awesome. Perth is like a beautiful place that no one in Sydney goes to because it's too far and expensive, but I'm telling you, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful mm. people, beautiful because if you love the heat, you'll freaking love it. Um, it's like a hot, dry heat. And we had this, we like found this like beautiful little kind of unit and it was so fun, like making it a home that we had full control over, which again, we never really had like the root. If I had my bedroom, like, I couldn't make it mine. Like I couldn't just do whatever I wanted to it because dad would pat like patrol it and not, if he didn't like it, it wasn't happening. Yeah, wow. So that was a beautiful thing that we got to do of like, you know, make it girly, make it whatever the hell we wanted. Like we got bunnies. Like my sister was enrolled in school, but my sister had a hard time. My mom and I think we, we really flourished. Like my mom found a great job over there made really great friends she loved the beach like her dream is to like live near the water and she like got a fashion sense like she got to like dress herself and she lost all this weight and she like you know what i mean when you can just see someone is like just blossoming rear bit of a, just, a awakening or whatever totally like it was it looked wonderful on her and i kind of had maybe the same thing of like getting a fresh start at a at a new university and um but the, the thing is I soon to learn is that I don't want to do university, but I gave it a red hot go and I yep. got to make new friends and I got to try what having freedom was like. So that this is kind of what loose is about. It's not like, Oh, well, it's me. I'm beaten. And here's all the violence. It's actually like, <laughs> what, what is a new life with new identities when you've just run away from a yeah, gotcha. toxic home? Like, so I did all sorts of things. I would go on dates. I would go on with strangers, like on dates. And this is before Tinder and stuff. I would use a Mabel a lot. That's a cool, humble brag. Oh. Um, I would just like go on public <laughs> transport alone and go wherever I wanted. And like, I got to have that relationship you do where like you tell your parent, you're like, hey, I'm doing this. And they're like, okay, be back home, please. And be safe. And then you just yeah. go do what you got to do. Want. And 
yeah and yeah I don't know I just it was like kind of fun and we would like go on little road trips together and sort of discover parts of Perth and um yeah but for my sister I have since learned she had a really tough time because you know imagine being pulled out of your hole like like we didn't tell our friends we didn't really tell our family yeah yeah um and she's like a teenager and she's in this school and she told me that she was getting bullied like because surprise surprise we're wog and and in Perth everyone is mainly very white and yeah I, you know to me like to me we're like white obviously we're white I'm not being like we're not white but for that to even be a difference is great but they like pounced on that and my sister already is shy and so she had a really tough time and had to move schools and yeah, I wow. think really would like still stayed connected to friends back home so it was kind of you know it was a lot of stuff living in Perth for that year but yeah. it also again was like it felt like you died. I would think about what people thought happened to Conchetta and Richard. I was like, what the hell could they be thinking if one day your face is deleted, you're gone, you can't contact your friends. Like it was weird. Everything. Oh man. Okay. So you're, you're in Perth. You've got, you know, you've got your own, you've got your own rooms now. You can put up, you can put up whatever posters you want. They're not, they're not dad approved. Po- I just have amazing <laughs> mental images of like just stuff your dad likes but up on your walls. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a dad's like. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know, but uh, okay. Yeah. So you're there, you're in Perth, you know, things are going great for your sister. You and mama flourishing. Mm. What that was 2014, 2014. Yeah. You said yeah. when, so you, and then you were there for a year. What's again, same question. What's the catalyst of coming back? Yeah, great question. So again, when we did this, we thought like it was going to be forever. You know what I mean? Like we just thought this is what we have to do. Otherwise we will be dead. We have to disappear, start new lives and just sacrifice everything we ever had. Like that's just all that was in our brain when we left. Right. Mm -hmm. But as we soon to discover is like that wasn't as, maybe it's not that it wasn't as easy, but like it, it wasn't going to plan in the sense that. Yeah. We were really worried about my sister and we, you know, like it, and we started to realize that like, maybe there was a way that we could live in Sydney, um, but not be with dad, if that makes sense. You know, I think it took us going away because dad didn't really react in the way that we anticipated. Like you think he comes running and like with a gun and going to kill you, but instead he, became weak and scared and apologetic and sad and like you know he was like I'm so sorry like I won't do of course like you know like that so again that was like whoa that's not to say like that was like perfect but it was just like it diffused a thing that we thought would have happened um that and I guess that's what one of sorry one of my next kind of questions was going to be yeah in that in that year was there was there contact like and or how quickly after you left was there contact and like what's the I guess what's because going through I think going going through like a refuge or a shelter or you know any kind of dv services surely then like there's an avo or any kind of things like that like that you possibly can't contact so what I don't know how does that work yeah yeah so I mean there wasn't an avo because mum just I think for her own reasons, like I can't speak for her, but she didn't yeah. do that route. 
she wanted to leave him. She didn't want to go to court. She didn't want to charge him. She didn't want to do an yep. AVO. She just wanted to just cut the ties. Oh, her own way. Just cut the ties and just like, you know what I mean? And um, I think at the, the time I was like a bit resentful of my mom and I was a bit, because I remember we once like went to a police station and we were in the police station, like trying to explain to the policeman and they weren't, they would not what you think. Well, like I thought they'd be like, yes, of course, like how can we help you? But they're actually like, yeah, what? Okay, sure. And I've learned that I think it's this thing where they're like, they get this so many times, unless you're serious about it and you want to do something, they won't like coddle yeah. some shit. Like I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong, but that's sort of what it was like. Yeah, and yeah, I remember yeah. leaving and being really frustrated at mom being like, why aren't you doing that? And I just had to like, let it go and be like, okay, if that's not what we're going to do, that's not what we're going to do. But Okay, in terms of contact, again, this is gets fuzzy, but I'm pretty sure initially zero, zero contact, of course. We're scared, mm -hmm. but like, we don't want you to know where we are, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Some um, factors in this. At some point, I remember maybe my mom having a call with dad somehow. I don't remember why. I don't remember what for. It would have been for some reason. And dad was saying, like, sorry. I think mom, dad pl played into mom's like guilt or something like like that she was a bad mother or something and that made us like question if she'd done the right thing and if we should go back right. and I remember being there for my mom in that dark place being like no like you no 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 like you've done the right thing don't listen to him blah 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 mm -hmm, mm -hmm. second thing is surprise surprise I missed my dad in that year I missed my dad like the good parts of my dad I was scared and sad and I think maybe I he like I'm telling you there's contact but I can't remember how it happened like I know that at one point I emailed him something and it was like maybe from a separate secret email and yeah. it was just I told him how he could watch movies for free like he okay. like yeah. torrent movies when he's at work and I like yeah. sent him screenshots of like what to do and so you're being thing. so you're being like a traditional child then of helping out a parent with yeah, technology. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same in every family, um, in whatever traumatic situation. Something <laughs> like that came up where I definitely maybe contacted him. There's another thing where my sister may I can't remember, but my sister had always was always contacting her friends back home the whole time. And I remember mm -hmm. being really scared and threatened by that and being like, how dare you? Like I cut off my best friend. I cut off my boyfriend. I cut off everyone I have had. How could, how dare you not do the same? If dad finds us out, like I put so much on my sister of being like, you're going to ruin this for us. And then guess yeah. what I found out when we returned? Dad found out we lived in Perth because of the email I sent of the word document of helping him because you can like search on word where it originated or some shit. Oh but again, he knew where we were, but he didn't come and get us. It didn't really do anything, but Essentially, it was these little drips of communication. And the reason we came back was purely because my sister was struggling. Because my yep. mom yep. was like, this isn't working. And we, again, had to make the sacrifice of like up and leaving whatever good things were working to go home. And ultimately, like, again, I think that was the right decision for us because we are a unit and you can't just like let the youngest like flail and be, have a terrible yeah, time. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And it started us on a new journey of navigating living in Sydney with my dad in the same city and that's when we get to like divorce and separation and living separately and mm -hmm. all and all that fun stuff yeah the the funnest stuff all of the, <laughs> the fun fun stuff so you guys come back 20 2015 
yeah, yeah. you come back. Yeah. Uh, you like you said, you're trying to navigate life back here, back in Sydney, mm-hmm. you know, your mum doing divorce, you guys are just mm-hmm. trying to live your normal life. Um, how, mm-hmm. again, similar to the question about Perth is what, what is life like? Do you go back to, to like, do you drop the DeGrook? Like, are you guys Caristos yeah, yeah. again? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny how you say that. Yeah, um, the DeGrooks, yeah. I do have, <laughs> I do choose to change my name back and let me tell you that paperwork is just the worst it's so annoying and i think legally you can only have three name changes in your life and if you want more you have to like write to the prime minister or some shit so i'm on two already and i am 26 so let's see hopefully i get married once and we're one and done and i was gonna say does it does a marriage count like i mean obviously that is a name change but like yeah that's not a all right well i'm (laughs) i'm sure we can uh I'm sure we can we scratch one of them off the record. You went back to the same name. Like, do you know? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> please, Your Honor, like... please, may I have my name back? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Sick. So okay, you're back. Here's what, you yeah, I'm, I'm back. Again, it's sort of a fresh start, and I enroll in a new university, UNSW, and I go back to our name. But here's the crazy thing. Imagine, for context, Facebook is huge at this point. Um, we're talking 2015, 2014. It's like when you upload a profile picture, like everyone's obsessed. Like that's the sort of time we're talking in. There's cache. Facebook has cache at the time. So when I reactivated, it was just like people were like, and I uploaded a new profile picture and everyone was like, oh my God, like she's amazing. Like, you know what I mean? It was this, just this crazy thing where people yeah. ha- were like supportive, but then like one person was like, where the hell have you been? And it was like, sweetie, you can't just ask that. No, <laughs> um, yeah. it, and I just, it, but it was really weird. Like I only connected with like my best friend who I had from school and like ever, everyone else who I knew I didn't, people would reach out to me and I just be like, oh my God, thank you so much. Um, and I slowly like built my little friendship group again. It, the big thing was I left a boyfriend to like run away. And I that's was like, oh, we have to break up because I cannot physically like do this. But here's yeah. the secret is like, I also was not as into him as he was into me, which is why yeah. here's the truth. I'm not a martyr just because I grew up with all this <laughs> violence and I'm like, I'm not an angel. I use DV as an excuse to break up with a guy that I was not into. <laughs> so <laughs> we all have our flaws. I'm not an angel and I'm not a devil. I'm sort of in between. Um, yeah. And when I came back, we, we, it, was, it was just like, what do we do here? Hello. And he was like, well, the reason you broke up with me isn't a thing anymore. Like, do we do this? Am I going to tap that vibes? And I was like, well, yeah. I'm, I'm interested, sure. And then we tried to, and it didn't really work out and blah 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 um surprise surprise (laughs) but yeah it was look it was really it was weird and then I don't know I just sort of it was dead man walking for for a little while and then um I guess things slowly got back to normal and mum yeah we my dad I guess moved out and lived somewhere else and we just lived together the three of us and my sister went back to school and that was yeah now they had context for why my sister was like having a rough time. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think then it was sort of business as usual, but again, it was dealing with my dad of like, that was really tough of being yeah. like, how do we have a relationship with you? Do we want to, he would like see us a lot and like drop by all the time. And he was like, blah, blah, blah. 
And the main thing is I eventually got into therapy at some point and that's since helped us a lot. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So do you move back into the same house? Like, did you move back yes. into Yes. Yes. Into the yep. family home with all the trauma and the memories in this big giant house, the three of us live there. And um, just because I guess it was easy, it was just yeah. where we could go. Um, I think I lived with my grandparents for a while, um, which was nice to be closer to university. But you'll soon know that eventually we're like, we don't want, we don't want to be in this house anymore. And that was very yeah, recently. Yeah. This year, the beginning of this year, we like sold it and yeah. lived, moved away. And that was, a, I think, a really um, big thing for us because yeah, you know, we didn't want to be there anymore. No, no, definitely. And do you, like, do you talk to, like you said, I know you made the joke at the start where you're like, he's dead to me, but do you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. do you, do you have contact now? Do you talk now yeah. or is it sort of, yeah. or is it, you know, birthdays and Christmases kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing where it gets complex. So ultimately it's up to each of us, the relationship we want to have with our dad. Um, yep. You know what I mean? Like, um, my mum does not want to at all, and she has every right not to. The hard thing is yep. my dad doesn't really accept that and can be quite he was really manipulative for a while and would like make he would like put the onus on us. He's like, you should be bringing your parents back together and like he put a lot of onus on like being children of divorce, like divorce is a bad thing. And it was like, honey, you effed us up more than the concept <laughs> of like of you divorce. don't understand. I you would be shocked to know the psyche of my father. Um Yeah. But um, so again, like I said, we would all go through waves of like, if we wanted to see him and when we talked to him, like, it's just like, it just is on a day by day basis. And mm -hmm. yes, I would see him for like Christmases and birthdays. And, you know, um, because the thing is I learned through therapy is like, it's okay for me to miss my dad. It's okay for me to want to have a relationship with my dad in whatever form that is, whether it's like, I see him once a month, once a week, never. But like, I definitely like, there are times though, if I'm feeling like I need to protect myself, I won't want to talk to my dad. I won't, I will course, yeah. block him out, it's boundaries. But there'll be some days where I'll be like, sure, let's have a dinner. Like there's just so much to this. So I always think that like when I did the show, I think a lot of people left with like a lot of questions and they mean like, what now? And I think people think that it's like, I cut it off completely, but I was finding that difficult. And I guess it's just like, it's leave it up to me vibes, whatever I need yeah. it and want it to be is what it will be for the rest of its, its life. And I have a therapist to help me sort of navigate that because it's hard yeah. that I ha sometimes have to like be the parent, be the person in having boundaries. Cause that man does not have boundaries and yeah, of course. like has trouble respecting them, I guess. That's it. And it's always going to be, like you said, uh, it's going to come down to what you want and you know, yeah. Monday, Monday could be one thing, but Friday might be another. So yeah. that's what he, that's what he needs to kind of realize. Um, and if he, yeah, as you said, isn't picking up on those cues or isn't picking up on, you know, that then, yeah, I guess you're the parent now. You've got to yeah. be. And can I say control. one thing that I just realized that I think is important Absolutely. is that I think people think a lot about when they think of perpetrators of violence and domestic violence is they're probably thinking of my dad as like this crazy monster who was like fully like disgusting and like no likable qualities. But here's the thing is my dad. And this is what I think people have to understand about perpetrators is that it's never who you think. 
You'll always be shocked. They're people who are charming, charismatic, funny, can be like kind and generous. So what I'm saying is like, like the parts of my, my dad I miss are good. Like, like that's what's hard is it's your parent, my parent, my parent who like can love me and support me and just shower me and like not nice things. And my favorite thing to do with my dad is like laugh. Like, I think that's part of the reason I got into comedy or not even why I got into comedy of why I'm funny is that if I was making my dad laugh, I was not getting hurt. I was like yeah. defeating yeah. the room. I was like having him on side and he would make me laugh. And my favorite things to do were like watch movies with him. And like, he's smart and like, he, we can sometimes have good discussions. So I just think it's like, you can hear all this stuff and you can think, sweetie, like, why would you? And it's like, sweetie, it's my dad. It's complex. Like, yep. and that's Absolutely. to say that I think that blood is sticking in the water. I'm like, if you need to cut off your like abusive, do whatever the fuck you want. I will never be like, you have to, it's your mom. Like, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying for me, like, it's hard because yeah, there's parts of my dad that I love and I wish I could just keep those parts and cut away the rest. But guess what? It's life and you can't, and you yeah. sort of have to like manage both of that. And so I, sorry, I just think it was important of that. No, no, say. no, please. That's, no, that's amazing. Um, it, yeah, it really is like that, you know, you have this, uh, what's the, oh God, I'm trying to think of the cartoon, but it's going to actually. <laughs> oh, please me. think of the cartoon. Um, fuck, I can't. But just the idea um, of like, literally it being like, oh, this is my dad. Or even like um, someone on a previous episode talked about, uh, you know, moments where their dad got kind of abusive or drunk or whatever mm -hmm. and would, you know, bash their head through the door and be like, here's Johnny from like oh my um, God. The, the Shining or whatever. Um, and it's just like, yeah, like, yep. That's, and that's, <laughs> you know, I guess that's the idea that people could have. They're like, yeah, he was you know, pretty angry. You know, he, he, you know, he hit us or whatever. And this, this, this. But you do have to have that other side. Like if you've got, you know, not to say that the yeah. positive that they're outweighed, but yeah, it would be fucking hard. It's just nuance. It's just hard. It's like it's a parent. It's like a, it's just like a bond that you have. That oh my god, are you hearing these notifications? I'm so sorry. Um, no, 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 didn't even hear. Them. Um, very popular. Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <AR>? no. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's like it's more. In nuance than that it's but yeah I and here's something I want to tell you that I thought was interesting is there's been times where I have wished and all of us in my family like we would not wish but like we were like it would be easier if my dad was dead and I yeah. just realized I'm like well that's appropriating your culture of your dad who is actually dead but like I'm just saying do you see the things here it's like well do but that is a whole thing that I can't understand it's yeah. a whole different thing but I'll just be honest yeah sometimes I'm like I wouldn't it just would, the, the discussion would stop, but that's not to say I wouldn't stop having like nightmares and mission and all yeah. these kind of things. But I just thought it was funny to tell you that. <laughs> that's the exact, it's exactly the same. It's like when, but it's like when I'm a white girl talk, has braids. That's it. When a white girl has braids <laughs> and they appropriate the culture, that's what you yeah, have what just done, like. <laughs> uh, which you are now cancelled probably. But, yeah, shame um, Cancelled within the dead dad Society, community. I'm out. I'm out. You're out. Well, yeah, don't, you know, <laughs> God forbid whenever he passes, don't come crying to us, okay? Don't, <laughs> please, don't please us. let me in. Please, <laughs> I can finally part of the dead dad society. <laughs> Shit. That's so funny. Oh, man. Um, okay, yeah. So, 
Oh, no, that threw me off completely now. So you're, we're, okay, 2020, we're here now, 2020. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. have you, you've obviously seen him a bunch this year or, or not really? or No, not really. Um, he's like literally in my DMs right now being like, can we get dinner this week? Can we get dinner this week? And I'm like, mm, I don't really want to. But also yeah. today I messaged him a screenshot of, um, uh, you know, Dionne, she's like a token person. She messaged yeah. me and said that, Hugh, she heard Husey liked my set and that like sort of made my day because he just like dropped in at this Dude. gig I was doing yeah. and I sent that screenshot to my dad like I was like here like, like, you know what I'm saying like they, I still sometimes like I'm a human like I can sometimes want my dad's Validation. approval gotcha. oh, valid- yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and that's something that every time I've wanted it it is always it never goes great like um, but oh, still, really? I'm I'm a human, so I'm I'm stupid and I make the same mistakes. But again, just showing the nuance of this of like I can talk all this stuff about my dad, but then I'm also I'm in his DM sometimes. I'm like, look at this thing that <laughs> is cool. My dream is one day I'll be so big and famous. I'll just like I'll be like, see, shut up, like you. And even then, he'll still just be my dad. He'll still probably think yeah. the same thing. Things, but I will have millions of dollars and I'll be living in where berlin or something where, you know? where, berlin <laughs> Inter- uh, that's i mean interesting that's an interesting choice. i don't know what the real estate comedy like there, but... hot spot <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah I, yeah the idea of you like winning an oscar like best actress oscar you're up there um jennifer lawrence is giving it to you because mm-hmm. she won it the year before and you're like i can't mm-hmm. wait to screenshot well, i can't wait to send this video <laughs> to dad and then your dad gives yeah. you like that's good do you want to get dinner this week yeah <laughs> so we where, yeah where you. are you slut come on let's get dinner you stupid bitch and i'd be like god <laughs> damn it dad <laughs> what did he give you what did he give you today like when you said that husey liked your set um oh he actually said really like lovely stuff but i oh, think that was just him trying i'll sometimes even the nice things he said i'm like mm, i'm taking that with a grain of salt but yeah it was him. nice so we've got to give him credit for that thank you dad for not um being a dick That's it. <laughs> and yeah if uh worse comes to worse obviously you could probably just move in with husey uh get a new dad oh, husey yeah. seems to be a big fan that's amazing that's really good i saw that uh that drop in on the socials that was it was cool. so cool it was so cool it's like okay husey's in town um all right okay yeah it's just like people are out of melbourne now we get it all right guys <laughs> we get it shut up <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna tell husey to shut up <laughs> just, just imagine, yeah, he goes, yeah, I'm just, yeah, what, I don't want to do a Husey voice. That's like the most stereotypical <laughs> comic thing ever. But just the idea of him being like, yeah, I'm out now. <laughs> so shut up, Husey, we get it. Borders are open, bro. But also, bro, be my dad. Oh, 100%, 100%. Okay, so out of, uh, out of all of that, you, so you sort of mentioned your dad, uh, not to say that he's the the reason that you do comedy or, but there's probably some sort of influence there, you know, trying Mm. to make Mm -hmm. him laugh or using comedy to um, win situations, if that Mm. makes sense. Um, Or just watching movies with him. Uh, Has he, has he ever seen you perform? Oh, great question. Um, No, I don't think he's ever seen me live. And again, so when I sent him that, he was like, when can I come see you live? And my whole body is like, no my whole body is like not yet because here's the thing when i so it was like a big deal when i told him that i stopped doing university um because i grew up 
in my family and I don't know, our culture is like you go to the good schools, you go to university, you do a good respectable degree, which is what I was doing when I still lived at home. I went to UCID and I did economics. Um, and then you go get the job, you have the good Italian husband, all that, like the, mm -hmm. my life was sort of set out for me, I could see when I lived with my dad. And ultimately that's not the life I want. And my therapist always tells me this. she's like, Jenny, you've done the most brave thing anyone could do, which is say no to um, going on a path of life that you didn't want to do. And I'm like, fuck, you don't mean it's from surviving being beaten up for 20 years? And she's like, <laughs> no, no, no. The thing of you being like, no, I'm going to live the life that I want to live. She's yeah. like, that is the biggest thing you've ever do, you've ever done. Like, that's huge. And so um, when I told my dad that I w dropped out of uni and it took me a while to do that, I was so scared. It went terribly. Surprise, surprise. He, you know, he just laid on me. He was like, I waste all that money on school. And, you know, again, it's him lashing out of like losing control of being like, yeah. and I think something about me doing comedy and wanting to, he was just like, Oh, I hope you're not one of those like slutty comedians and you dirty, but then he himself like loves dirty comedy. He, like he's sex. Like it's all this crazy shit. He just said the most future things to me that sort of, again, I have to internalize and try and like fight against the little voice in my head. That's like, you are bad and blah, 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 blah. So what I'm saying is like, I have to remember that like my dad isn't my audience and I actually don't yeah. think I need him to fully get it but I think as kids you sometimes just want your parent to be like wow like I see you Absolutely. and I'm so so I think I'll always have a little bit of that in me but I'm telling you like there's no part of me right now that's like I want him to see come see me and I don't really need that I much prefer strangers sort of falling in love with me and sort of enjoying yeah, my exactly. work yeah getting some yeah. I love getting some followers I don't need um, <laughs> don't I don't need my, my dad. dad. I don't need my bloody dad. Um, yeah, I had my I I had my mum come to a gig like maybe a month ago, and oh wow, we're not like uh, you know we have we have an alright relationship like compared yeah. to you know it's it's fractured at times like she's a you sure um, anyway that's a, I don't want to go into that it's not the um, annoying mums society podcast but. Um, <laughs> she she came to it and she brought a friend and like it went all right it was fine um yeah. and but afterwards she does this thing where she's like yeah look i don't get i don't get the references but oh my god um, it's yeah. good. and it's just like yeah that's fine she's <laughs> like but everyone else seemed to like it and it's like you like i've grown up with you you've grown up like you know what i mean you you know my references mm -hmm. you know <laughs> like yes if mm -hmm. i'm referencing i don't know if I'm referencing Fast and the Furious or something, she's not going to get it. But it's like, you know my sense of humour. You know where I'm going with things. So, But you mean she doesn't know Fast and the Furious? What is that lady doing? Yeah, she, I mean, she knows Tokyo <laughs> Drift, obviously, but she doesn't know She doesn't know the main canon of the other eight or nine. Oh. Fucking many. There. No, she doesn't okay, know Okay, we will pardon nothing. her. Wait, Mitch, has <laughs> she seen anything before like has she seen how many on can you count on your fingers how many times she's seen you perform or is it like it was just uh, yeah. this was recently yeah, yeah yeah so um her uh, dad i think dad came to like a pretty early on gig and mm -hmm. it went okay and he kind of was like um that was really good but that's what my thing my dad used to do is he would put himself in my shoes as opposed uh, to sitting there and enjoying it, he would be like, oh no, oh no. I hope oh, this yes! Sort of thing, that sort of thing. 
And yeah. um, so he, he would do that. I like, you know, he would be like, oh, you know, uh, this person talked a fair bit during your set, which is kind of like what we're doing when we're up there. We're going like, fuck, that person won't shut up. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mum's probably, she's been to a few like festival shows, Sydney Comedy Fest. She came to the one uh, in 2018 where I talked a lot about dad dying. And I was like, wow. oh, Jesus, this is going to be interesting. Um, and then she came and she really liked it. Um, that, see, that show she really liked. And then, whereas, you know, the references the other day, apparently <laughs> just way so over. So she won't enjoy get your Fast and the Furious uh, festival show that you do? No. When I eventually do a, um, uh, was it uh, Fast and the Furious in 60 Minutes, where I redo all of the <laughs> Fast and the Furious movies in 60 Minutes, she won't get it uh, at all. But she'll appreciate the costumes or something that I don't I care would watch about. That. So it sounds pretty good, actually. That. I'm going to write. I'm going to write that down. Just, <laughs> just so write that forget. down. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's uh, let's let's deviate. Like you know, let's you know. Thank you for thank you for opening up about your dad and being so open and talking about that. It's very cool of you, um, and I hope you got something out of that. I um, I did. Thank you for listening. And yeah, it was great. <laughs> You're welcome. You're most welcome. Um, number number three. Number three in your oh. number three in your list of things that you were cool with talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, a guest I had on the show recently, like um, I, he he told me things that he was comfortable with talking about, and what I did was is I found myself saying like, okay, number three is this, and then it kind of ruins the punchline of the story. Ah. so. Without me ruining number three, do you want to tell me a little? Do you want to tell me a little bit about number three, and I can just probe as we go along? <laughs> well, I'm happy for you to say what number three is. I think um, it's it's actually like you, it's like well, why did number three happen? I think that's okay. where we sort of get to. Um, so maybe I'll just say the number three that I was comfortable talking about um, is me uh, shitting in public on a street in a gutter in front of my own mother not too long ago mitch that is the story um yep what are we talking we're talking um 20 or maybe 20 uh, i can't remember if it's 2015 or if it's like 2016 2017 or actually it's 2017 maybe 2017 were you back in sydney or were you or were you guys yes on a trip no no we're absolutely tarnish the trip (laughs) (laughs) i'm fun on trips no this is definitely in sydney so why i think this is a perfect for being number three um and just also for because it links to number one and two is why this sort of happened is it sort of um let's make it talk let's talk trauma let's talk how my childhood was bleeding into my relationship. So here's where we sort of kick it off. Uh, I think it's around 2017. I'm in a newish relationship with my boyfriend at the time. Um, He's a lovely boy that I met doing um, theater sports. So this is when I was starting to branch out of uni and like do more co-curricular things sort of comedy wise. Mm -hmm. And I was doing improv classes and I met this guy and it was so lovely and he was so cute and cool. And it was kind of the first boy I dated that I liked him as much as he liked me, whereas, you know, as you've heard before, that was not the case. Um, So the stakes were high there. If, you know, you're feeling vulnerable because you really like someone. Um, And I was at a party, I was at a party of a friend's and um, 
yeah, my boyfriend at the time, he was just like, we're at a party having a nice time. Everyone's talking to everyone. And then he started talking to a close friend of mine and they were hitting it off. And here is what came up for me. Jealousy, a lot of <laughs> jealousy. Just watching them like talk. I had all this stuff come up and like insecurity and jealousy and fear and like blah, 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 blah. And I just did not handle it well. So what I did was I, my coping mechanisms were twofold. One, I ignored the shit out of my boyfriend at this party. So yeah. I just pretended that he wasn't there. And I was like living up, talking to everyone else. And he would check in with me and be like, hey, like, are you okay? And I'd be like, um, yeah. And then just like keep being a psycho. Two, I proceeded to drink. I proceeded to drink a lot. And here's something that you thing. know. The good thing to do is that I famously am allergic to alcohol or something is goes wrong where I do not handle alcohol. Well, I'm not one of those girls that like drinks a million drinks and they're like, Oh my God, just like have water, babe. And you'll like have a headache in the morning. Like what I do is I just like drink a shot of it. It's like, no, none of that shit works for me. I always end up doing diarrhea in the gutter in front of my mom. So <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, the stuff that happened with my dad, I didn't realize was manifesting in this relationship of I had, I think, like, I guess, control issues. And I was really, really, really scared of rejection. Again, yeah. if I, we had the therapist on, she would explain this so much better. I have notes about it, but I haven't read them in a long time. <laughs> but I was just very, like, hypersensitive to rejection of all this kind of stuff. So I read that and I'm a rational person someone who was like, you know, had processed that kind of stuff would have maybe talked to their boyfriend or like just sort of been like, Hey, I'm feeling this. Is this okay? Blah, blah. But I had shame and I had all this mixed. So I just proceeded to drink and ignore him. By the end of the night, he was like, something is wrong. Why aren't you talking to me? And yeah. I like blew him off in a huff and I was so dramatic. And I thought I was like in a film and I was like, no, no, I'm leaving. And I like ordered an Uber and I'm like in tears and I'm like, no, like I don't, I'm, I, can't, I couldn't even speak. That was just and he was like what is going on like having a nice time i get into this uber i'm like dri it's driving away i'm in the back seat i'm looking out of the window wistfully like oh woe is me this thing that i self-sabotaged and concocted <laughs> and as we're driving along i feel that pang in your stomach where you know something isn't right and yeah, i yeah. for the first time in my life have to ask the uber driver like stop like just pull over i'm not well and so he pulls straight over and I fall out of the Uber onto the grass of like the sidewalk, you know, and I'm just laying there, just laying there sick. I, maybe I vomit. I'm not sure. And here's what's funny is that the Uber driver, I'm there for so long and the Uber just sits there the whole time. He doesn't come out. He doesn't drive off. He doesn't move. And I'm just, I wished he'd go because I'm at rock yeah. bottom at this point. I'm like, please get, just go, just do something. And so eventually he comes out and he's like, says something he's like what and i'm like oh and so he like throws my bag at me gets in the car drives off i'm laying in the gutter i don't know what to do i'm so weak i'm so ugh. i can't call my boyfriend like i you know i'm upset at him so yeah. i actually call like this long-term friend of mine um and i'm like incoherent i'm like hey like i'm, I'm crying and i'm like i'm serious like, and he's like don't worry i'll call your mom so he calls my mom and I'm just laying there waiting for hopefully my mom to come save me. Um, 
Then eventually my mom pulls up. She sees me. I look disgusting. I look crazy. I'm like lying. I'm fucking vomit. I look, I'm sick. And she's like, oh my God, Coachella, like, what have you done? She's like panicking. My mom is, doesn't handle anxious situations well at all. Probably got to do with all the shit she <laughs> had dealt with Absolutely. for a million years. Absolutely. So really got to give her some, um, uh, be nice kind about that. But anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of some slack. Yeah. <laughs> and so then she's like, that's it. Like get in the car. We got to take you home. And I'm about to get in the car and I look at my mom and I'm like, no, I, I can't. And she's like, no, what? And I'm like, I have to poo. And she's like, no, she's like, no. And she's like getting plastic bags. Like, I don't know what she thought she'd do, but she like put plastic bags in the car in case I like, and I just, it's happening. Like when you know, you know. So I slide into the gutter. I pull apart my, like, I don't know, my G string. And I just shit diarrhea into the gutter and my mom is watching me like oh my god like she wants to die she wants to kill me and she also wants to die and i want to die but it's just sort of happening and full context everybody this is on norton street the south side in front of a beautiful italian restaurant called grappa that i've been to several times before um in sort of not that late of the evening just in public on sort of it's sort of a Mecca for Italians. It's where Italians oh go God. for culture and cuisine. And I am sort of um, de desecrating this sacred place. Yeah. yeah. And then when I'm done, pull the panties back up, go into the car. We drive home in silence. Yeah. And I fall into bed, go to sleep, wake up the next morning and have to shower all the shame. Maybe I showered before and who really knows. And I didn't tell my boyfriend at the time that that happened because it was crazy, but months down the track, I did. And we laughed about it and we did break up, but not because of that for a very separate reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And that's the that's, story. That is, that the is story. amazing. So, so good. <laughs> yeah, I love the idea of you just being like out the front of just this, you know, Mecca of uh, mm -hmm. Italian culture, if you will, <laughs> it uh, is, on, yeah. on, on Norton street. And even the, you know, throw the, throw the oddball in there of like, and that's, and that was the first time I saw my dad in a couple of years. He comes out of the <laughs> restaurant or something and you're like, what? Like, fuck what? it, of course, now's the time. <laughs> Man. I hope there's a documentary film about um, that restaurant, that street, and that somehow that story makes it into it. I always think yeah. about if there's like, if there was ever, you know how they have footage? What do you call it? Security footage? Yeah. yeah I always yeah, yeah. wonder if maybe there's a video circling of that happening. That's that so funny. We need day. to get on to like the city, uh, the city of Sydney to see if there's any street, <laughs> yeah. street CCTV. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That is amazing. You're a, you're amazing. That's amazing. That's so good. No, no, no. But I just um, thought it's interesting because it, it was, that was a time where I wasn't seeing a therapist and it, being with that, that bo boyfriend, that partner, like with all the stuff that was coming up, because I was sort of having like ups and downs with him, like a little thing mm. that would happen. I would react as you know, like, tenfold but it doesn't the reaction doesn't match the sort of situation as yeah, that story yeah, yeah. it got to a point where it really took a toll on him and rightfully so that he was like i mean i love you and i care about you but i think there's something going on here that yeah. you need to do something about and that when you're in i don't know denial and you don't i was like oh my god like if you don't love me if you can't take me at like being a crazy bitch, then you can't take me like I show why. Like it, it had that initially, but then I had to like do some introspection and be like, I think there is something coming up and I want to yeah. love my partner better. 
And that is what ultimately got me on the road of looking at my past because I went into therapy being like, um, well, I just get like really jealous and I'm like fighting a lot with my like boyfriend and I think it's my fault. And I'm like, don't really know why. And she's like, okay, let's talk about your dad. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, no, 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 that's not related. He's gone. He doesn't beam anymore. Let's talk about my boyfriend. She's like, it's all related. Yeah. Gotcha. That's like, uh, uh, when I went and saw, um, like when I was seeing it, well, still am, but when I was seeing another therapist, they were Mm. saying like, um, about my relationship with my mother and then was talking about how, cause after, you know, a, a couple of years after I was born, my, you know, my mom had a, had a miscarriage, whatever. And then she didn't, she literally didn't work again until I was like 16 or 17. Wow. So, you know, a, a, quite a long time. Um, yeah. and, uh, I was talking about like, you know, uh, you know, my desire to, provide for my family and this and then she's just like do you think that has anything to do with the fact that your mum didn't the fact that your mum didn't chip in for you know 11 years or something and I was like yep now I do (laughs) well you got me well 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 therapist all right lady that obviously studied this and knows what to do I guess this is what happens when you pay attention and how do you learn something properly as opposed to being (laughs) you know a couple of dancing monkeys like we are but um (laughs) shit man but yeah yeah. i totally um all right well let's let's uh we'll wrap up in a second this has been amazing you're amazing thank you for being open as i said um a couple of questions i like to ask people when we wrap up the Mm -hmm. shows uh, I posted it or posted it to you. I sent it to you. Yep. Didn't, didn't get your responses. Cause I, I do like to hear them live, see what people come mm-hmm. up with. Um, so initially the first one is if you could pick any TV or movie dad to mm. be my dad, having, you know, knowing me, yep. uh, who would you pick to be my TV or movie dad? Um, I think as we've mentioned earlier, we've got to sort of lock in Husey. I think Husey could really be a fabulous dad for you. A comedy dad, an emotional support wow. dad. You know what I mean? I can just see it for you. I actually um, can't believe we didn't, I didn't see that coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Husey, uh, man, the foreshadowing Husey, uh, throughout the whole show. Fusey, we don't have a problem. We have your new son here. Mitch <laughs> yeah. Darling, please meet him. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Husey, uh, I mean, yeah, change the show to dad. We have a problem. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's less of a problem. And like, I just, I, don't know, I need some advice. Uh, just need some actual fatherly advice. Yes, Husey. <laughs> All right, sick. Pop, a popular, the most popular ones have yeah, been. Yeah, I want to hear. Um, Sandy Cohen from the OC has come up a lot. Uh, oh, but cool. that's because he is probably, you know, King dad. Um, mm-hmm. uh, someone said Tom Selleck, uh, just because of Ooh. moustaches and it's like, yep, yeah, okay. I'm into that. Right. Um, and then I can't remember who was, oh, someone said, uh, Randy Marsh from South Park. So the, the dad from South Park. Oh, that's funny. A and cartoon. I was like, I was like, oh, okay. Fair enough. Well, that's a, you know, oddball, but Husey, I'm into it. I'm into it. All right. Um, new dad, yeah, Husey, I... we'll write that down. <laughs> Crap. I was just thinking like. I don't, I'm trying to think what are like TV dads, you know, what my brain went to my brain went to like home improvement, like that oh, yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like barking at people. Uh, oh yeah. Like maybe the dad, like from Christmas in the cranks. Who is this actor that I'm talking Tim about? Allen. 
Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Yeah, add yeah. that to the list. Yeah. yeah, that's so good. Christmas with the Cranks. in uh, Christmas with the Cranks reference in 2020. Who would have thought? But um, the last question, uh, again, knowing me or, you know, knowing what you know of me from, you know, mm -hmm. working together or whatever. Um, yeah. If you were, if you were my dad, uh, what yeah. advice would you give me to lead a successful or happy life? Okay. This is huge. Um, okay. I think the advice I would give you is the, the advice that to me was, I guess now the most freeing of just like finding what you, and I think you're doing it, but it's like, just find what you love to do mm -hmm. and do it and don't make life about shoulds. I think that's something I always have in my head all the time is like, should, should, should. And it's like, no, 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 no. Just, just do, do what you love, whatever that is, just cultivate a life where it's something that brings you joy. Because again, mm -hmm. I think growing up in the way that it was going for me, if it was a life that wasn't the one, I think I would have ultimately been very miserable. And I just don't think that is what it should be about. So that's my advice. It's to sort yep. of live long and prosper if I can take from Star Trek. Um, yep, thank you. That's the advice I give you as your father. <laughs> <laughs> what uh what do you think uh, do you what do you think uh you know if if conchetta if conchetta grows up yeah uh, with a with a regulation regulation uh a reg what let's say <laughs> conchetta grows up with a with a normal household what uh -huh. what is she do what is she doing now what do you reckon you mean like i'm a parent are you well you, like no no like if you sorry if you grew up you know if if you grew up with a oh Oh, like, with not my dad, with not yeah, the dad that I had. Essentially, essentially, what I was what I was dancing around was yeah, 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 um, a different dad. I honestly think I would have grown up to be the worst. I would have been yeah. shit. <laughs> I would have been a terrible, bitchy little shit. I think I I think of this now. I'm like, well, I mean, who knows what I would have been like. My mum said if she didn't have to name me after like the sort of traditional convention we went with, which is I'm named after my grandmother. I would have been called Madeline, um, which I say to my mom is fugly. No, I'm kidding. I, I, it's funny. It just, I could, I just, I don't know what my different path in life would be, but I do now know that I'm like, I think what I went through has helped it. I'm, I've learned through, I think through an Oprah podcast where it's like these things that you go through are to show you something else are to like bring you to, yeah. you know what I mean? Like we can get so focused on being like, Oh, this, this bad thing happened to me, but it's like, that is there to do something to make something greater, I think, um, which you could say the same about your dead dad and all the dead dads in the world. It's like, it's, to, it's a thing that has happened and lives with you forever, but it's helped shape you. And that yeah. in itself is a beautiful thing. Absolutely. And so beautifully put, I think, uh, yeah, I think having lost my dad has now, I guess, given me the want or the desire to, talk to other people and get to know other people yeah. a, a bit more this. so and do this so i mean that's great um and on the on the naming thing you know uh, i don't see you as a madeline you you are a conchetta um my mum told yeah. me once that my mum told me once that i was uh it was down between mitchell and kyle so pretty glad Whoa, like 
Kyle Legacy. Like no, Kyle no, Legacy. No, no, no. <laughs> I hate that we've given him a shout out. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Uh, you need to redact we, that. We're going to edit, we'll edit this now. <laughs> He's a funny guy. Um, but yeah. No, you're a Mitch. A, you're a Mitch, I'm a Mitch so hard. I'm a Mitch. Thank you. Hey, uh, thank you. Conchetta, Christo, you, uh, you're amazing. Uh, it was so good to, to chat with you. Thank you for, for being so open. Um, where, can, where can people find you on the, on the socials if they, if they want to follow you or, or check you out? Oh, for sure. Well, thank you again. You're so amazing. And I hope this helps anyone just, uh, you know, being a part of this. And I know what you're doing is help, probably helping a lot of people. But where you can find me... Um, of being helpful in a different way of trying to be funny on social media my instagram is probably where i pop off the most it's at conchetta worldwide um and then my twitter is my name it's conchetta caristo and you know there's facebook and the rest and and all that just, jazz and all that jazz that's kind of me and if you want to uh search for um uh whatever your name was de uh you can add that oh, yeah, person yeah. as well Sienna DeGrack, look it up on Facebook. You'll find she me. Will, she will not reply. Uh, <laughs> she will not reply. <laughs> so good. Hey, uh, Conchetta Caruso, you're amazing. Thank you very much for, uh, for stopping by Dead Dad, Dead Dad Society. Thank you so much, Riff. See you.